Welcome to the Frederick Faith Debate on Frederick's News Radio 930 WFMD. I'm your host and moderator, Troy Skinner. The Frederick Faith Debate is brought to you by Allshred Mobile Document Destruction. Allshred, they sell security. Frederick Faith Debate, as you've heard me tell you, week in and week out, is designed to be an open and honest forum for our local faith community leaders to share and discuss their views of the truth. My hope for the show is that it will be viewed as a safe haven to be brutally honest with one another, even if we disagree. We'll see how well that goes today. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said the clash of ideas is the sound of freedom. So if you hear any clashing today, you'll know that that is freedom (laughs) ringing. Uh, We'll try to keep it brutal. We hope that through our wrestling on the show that uh, (laughs) you'll come to a better understanding of the truth about the most important issues that face us in this world. This week, we're going to continue a discussion we started last week. we started as a, as a leaping off point, the Left Behind series by uh, um, Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins, which is a, a series of books, novels, uh, which has turned into a children's series as well. And a couple of movies came out that talk about the end times and, and what we might anticipate uh, the end of the world. Uh, to look like all the events leading up to Armageddon. Uh, here to talk about uh, that again this week are Jonathan Schweitzer, the pastor of Crossroads Valley Chapel here in Frederick, and uh, Bill Wilson, who is the editor and publisher of the Daily Jot. Uh, you can uh, check out his work at uh, dailyjot.com. For 27 years, he's uh, been involved in broadcast journalism and uh, in political consulting. He co-founded Word of Life Ministry uh, with his wife and uh, some other dear friends, I would imagine. Uh, he's also co-founder of a ministry to the handicapped in uh, Ghana, West Africa, and is author of, uh, of a couple of books, including uh, Christian Parents' Guide to Making the Internet Family Friendly and Warshad, Living Victoriously in the End Times. And he also uh, does newscasts for Sky Angel Radio Network. And we interrupted him from his 15 minutes of sleep. Uh, that's all he gets a week, I'm sure, to come and be a part of the show. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's about right. He's got so, kids, whether you can believe it or not. Man. <laughs> Troy, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Ask okay. you to do something? In, v- in lieu of what the show has often been in terms of having um, people who are not Christians and, and others on, could you kind of set this show in that context? I mean, clearly clearly, we're in a Christian context here, and we're grappling with issues that are that are clearly in, in the evangelical Christian world, those that, that believe the Bible to be the Word of God. Is there anything left for me to say? I was wondering. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> I actually left some there for you. Ready? You did? <laughs> well, I will, I will say this. I guess I'll, I'll try to clean that up a little <laughs> Good, bit. Good, thank as, you. As best I, I can. was hoping you would. This show is an open <laughs> forum for anybody of all religious persuasions of views to be on. And we've yeah. had uh, yeah. uh, Muslims and Jews and uh, universalists, you know, Unitarians. Um, uh, We'd uh, like to get some Buddhists, some atheists. Charis- charismatics, uh, you know, fundamental right-wing, you know, um, Calvinists. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you name it. We've, we've, we've either had them on, invited them on, hope to have them on. Yep. You know, well, my dream for the show is that we're going to have a show that's going to have uh, an atheist and a pagan yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and a Hindu and a Buddhist. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and seriously, have everybody share what their view of the truth is. In the end, those who listen to the show will figure out what the truth really is. Yeah, that's um, the hope. You know, I don't fall, I, I try not to fall prey to this will belies some uh, some bias on my part uh i i try to fall prey to the lie that uh, everyone has their own truth right i think that everyone can have their own idea of what they think the truth is but if john has one idea i have another idea and they're very different yeah they can't both be right in my opinion in all likelihood either john's right I mean, uh, either john's wrong or i'm wrong 
or we're both wrong. <laughs> Odds Probably are pretty, often. Pretty <laughs> slim that we're both right. Anyway, but this is an environment now where we have three Christians in the room. Yeah. We yeah. might disagree on some things, yeah. but we all, I think, uh, believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior. Yeah. Amen. Uh, yeah. Died uh, a horrible, brutal death on the cross was raised three days later in a literal bodily resurrection, yep. and he now sits at the right hand of God the Father in heaven in power, inter, uh, acting as an intercessor uh, for those that believe in him, and uh, working has sent the, his spirit to live in our hearts, the Holy spirit. has given us the Bible as his Absolutely. Uh, so we word. all agree with that stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's where we are. Now, but we don't all necessarily agree on the specific subject matter of, of today's show, and I don't yes. want to get bogged down in all of, all of that exactly, because sure. I don't want to... Uh, I think a theological discussion on that would be a good show. Yeah. But I don't know that this is the show I, w- I, I want that to be. Basically, we want, Bill, for you to give us some more of these scenarios that you've identified that tie in to the end times prophecies. That's right. kind of where and we're to, hoping to, to go stage, and kind of grapple with that today. Um, Bill uh, puts forth an, an argument that is shared by many in the, in the uh, Christian world that uh, there are a series of events that need to happen to fulfill prophecy before Jesus Christ can come uh, in his uh, in his glorious appearing, his second coming, uh, and in the first show, if you missed last week's show, shame on you. Uh, Bill pointed to again. 1948 as a watershed year with yeah. uh, with the reestablishment of Israel as a nation, and that was a key moment in biblical prophecy. Uh, I disagreed a little bit with that, but I'm just just for the record putting that out there. Not that I want to get into all that. <laughs> so now that that's all out there, I do want to talk about what are some of the other things yeah. that need to. to to happen, or has everything now been fulfilled, and we're just kind of waiting for things to fin- kind of tidy themselves up, or are there some major moments that still have to happen? We know that the Bible talks about wars and rumors of wars, and earthquakes, and famine, and pestilence, and death, and things turning False into blood, prophets. and stars falling from the sky, and all these things that are in Revelation, which are a big part of the Left Behind series, and I imagine might be a big part of the, the soon-to-come-out or recently-come-out TV show, Revelations, which I think is somewhat sure. quasi-related on to End Times Prophecy. I'm yeah. not real familiar with yeah. that show, but anyway, so all of that, I'm now going to give Bill the rest of the show to talk. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> At least well, until we you. interrupt you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, you had mentioned that that I have been for... 20 plus years, either a broadcast journalist or involved in politics. And so from a journalist perspective, I'm seeking the facts and trying to take the facts and look at them in perspective and, and put them and align them up with what is said in the Bible. And that's what I do every day. So let me ask you this. Have you tried to line something up and come back later on and being like, ah, I probably didn't line that up very well? Well, sometimes I think that it's not as clear as it ought to be. And, as we'd and, like it to be. Yeah, and as uh, I, I try not to take liberty on any of those things. Mm-hmm. For example, when I was writing the book, Warshod, yeah. the, uh, the one thing about earthquakes, you said there's wars and rumors of wars and pestilences and earthquakes. Yeah. And, and those things are going to be uh, in more of a frequency. Many scientists would argue that we just did not have the ability to measure how many earthquakes there were in the world in, uh, you know, 1800. So there could have been 1900. So there could have been lots of them. So what I did was I took the earthquakes in a 14-year period from 1990 until 2004, which is is where I could get my statistics. Hmm. And I'm going to say, well, the the technology was about the same, you know, during that time period. Yep, yep. And what I found was that earthquakes 
increased about 88%, and the frequency of large mega earthquakes increased about the same number during that time frame. In fact, even atheistic scientists would claim the same thing, that climate change is rapidly advancing, and uh, obviously they would put a different slant on why that's happening. But basically that's what you're saying is that, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's happening. Wars and rumors of wars, for example. Uh, It took till about the mid-1800s, I can't remember the exact date, for the world population to have reached uh, a number of a billion people. And, you know, to just total a billion people from the beginning of, of time in best estimates. But in the 1900s, Almost a billion people were killed as a result of war and the famine and pestilence yeah, that what a, what resulted a in yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we see a huge, uh, a huge break there. Yeah. And what happened in you know in the 1900s uh, later, 1948, mid 1900s, it was the establishment of Israel. And I know that I said before that that's a watershed event, and, yeah. I, and I believe that it is. Yeah. So we see at that point some more acceleration of some of this stuff that's going on. And mm. we talked a little bit last week about you know some of the alliances that I think need to be in place for some of the prophecy to be fulfilled. Uh, before alliances, Christ, alliances between yeah. nations, you yeah. know, against Russia, Israel, China, and things like that. Yes, Iraq, Iran, exactly. Yeah, uh, and so I looked at this from the perspective of what has happened factually. Yeah, what did Jesus say? What did Ezekiel say? What did Daniel Zachariah, say? Daniel. John the Revelator, you know, all these guys. Yeah, and tried to map it against that. Mm. Now, I did not come here to say that this is exactly the way it's going to be. We don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, even among the three of us, there is, uh, you know, disagreement on the timing and things like that. And we can kind of laugh about it and and say, okay, well, this is what we think. But what I try to do is just stick to the facts Mm. and, and map it against prophecy. Okay, let me ask a couple of, you know, p- part of the play on words here. I know I need to come up with a different phrase, but let me play the role of devil's advocate. Okay. Uh, looking at earthquakes over a 14-year span, because for logical reasons, the, the, uh, the information-gathering technology on measuring earthquakes is yeah. pretty similar over that yeah. period of time. However, 14 years, for those that believe that the Earth is millions of years old, and even those that believe the Earth is 6,000 years old, yeah. uh, 14 years is a blink of an eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how... Is it a large enough sample size in number of years to really mean anything? Or is it possible that there are cycles where you might have a 10, 20-year cycle where earthquake activity exponentially increases and then backs off? Like a cycle. And then 100 yeah. years later, yeah. there's a cycle that, and then it backs I mean, we don't know that. Mm-hmm. Right? That would be an argument somebody might use against. Surely that's possible at some level. I tried to look also at other barometers, like when were other earthquakes recorded? You know, like in the 1800s, the 1700s, and so on. And I, I felt that there was a less of frequency, and I couldn't detect necessarily a cycle, an up and down in that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could say, well, 14 years is a speck of dust in time, and it is. But uh, what we did see in that 14-year span is a steady increase, not mm-hmm. an up and down increase. Each year it increased steadily. So... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, 
Lucifer, I can't answer your question on the terms Ooh. of uh, <laughs> the beginning to the so there's horns to the, growing the, out of your head. Certain yeah. time, yeah. But I can say that that during that time there was a steady increase. Now, for the record, I will have everyone note that he that he referred to me by the name of the pre-fall <laughs> angel when he was still in his glorious state as, That's right, yeah. as one of God's preferred angels, Lucifer, before he fell and became Satan. Uh, for the record, Troy, apparently he is still an angel of light. So <laughs> you better be. <laughs> just perfectly designed to deceive the many, right? Um, on the, on the, another, you know, uh, again, is there another phrase for devil's advocate question? Is there another phrase in, in the English vocabulary? That... Well, the point is let's challenge this stuff and let's just see another, if we can yeah. shake it a little another bit. Another challenging yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, um, Okay, Troy. <laughs> the no- a billion people died in wars in the last century. Yeah, okay? huge, yeah. huge number. Mm-hmm. But as a percentage of the, the, the bodies of Available to kill? Yeah. Was it very much different than in the past? I, mean, I don't know the answer to that. Percent. But you know, it's uh, it's huh. like, it's. It, I think that's yes. an important thing. If you have a hundred people and ten percent of them die, it's only ten people, and you compare that with ten percent of a million people, and say, "Wow, so many more people are dying," but it's the same percentage. Is that is that true or no? I uh, I think that the percentage has also increased uh, with the mechanization of uh, war. That we saw, like during the U.S. Civil War hmm. and World War One, uh, the percentage of people uh, in uh, of deaths in war uh, also increased. It's um, hmm. it's hard to say hmm. because back when you had to do hand to hand combat with swords, you know how much of the percentage of the population actually went to war. But a large number of men uh, usually did go to war, and a large number died. Hmm. So I think the percentage has also increased as well. Now, the population of the world is, what, uh, somewhere around 6 billion or a little over 6 billion right now. Uh, it has exponentially increased. Uh, so we're we're looking at that as well. But I think that if you looked at the number of people that went to war and the percentage that died, you would you would see an increase in that as well. Hmm. Now, you, you talked in the last show, and you talked again a little bit about it in this show, about the... Uh um, these alliances that are forming with you know with Russia and surrounding mm-hmm. nations, Gog and, and, and all, Magog and whatever, all that stuff. Right. Um, those alliances, I guess, are still forming, and that's why you're looking at these indicators in the news, saying, "Oh, now this alliance is getting stronger." So that yeah, what closer. other ones do you see? What other ones do I see? I think that that as we look at where things were mapped in the Bible yeah. and what is is currently happening, yeah. you see basically. The United States and Israel are as the only strong supporters of Israel. It's true, isn't it? Yes. And the Muslim world... The whole the, European the Union, European Union seems to be against right pro-Palestinian now. pro-Palestinian yeah. against Israel. Yeah. They believe that there's a, uh, a type of, uh, of thought, of groupthink here, that the European Union, most of the European nations, including Britain, mm-hmm. would say that the only reason why we don't have peace in the Middle East is because these nasty Israelis won't give the land back to the Palestinians. Right, okay. And so if we establish a Palestinian state, there's going to be peace. Right. But if you look at Islam, yeah. and you see how they have operated in the Middle East, yeah. that isn't necessarily the case. And if you go to the... Well, certainly uh, Arafat's whole stated purpose, Palestine from the beginning, was to destroy and drive the infidels back into the sea kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that same doctrine is on Hamas's website, Islamic Jihad, uh, the uh, Hezbollah's Hezbollah, and uh, asserted their power in Iran, yeah, yeah. And, and so forth. So you have these nations that are bloodthirsty 
against Israel. And you have nations who are supporting them financially and with military weapons and trying to coerce them, I guess, into giving up oil for weapons and also help them in their their quest against Israel. Hmm. So that, I see, is something that that couldn't have happened really before 1948. Hmm. You know, I mean, we had Hitler who tried to eliminate Jews from the face of the earth, but as a country, you know, right. when, when Israel was established, it had to go to war to fight off these uh, these Arabs that yeah, were around them. Yeah, they had been at war basically from the beginning. Yes, and the uh, profoundly the Arab League said that they were going to flood the desert with yeah. Israeli blood, with yep. Jewish blood, and exterminate them from the face of the earth. I mean, I'm, I'm not misquoting them. In the Six-Day War, they all came together yes. against Israel. I mean, that was definitely a concerted effort. Yes, and that was also uh, largely financed and uh, supported militarily with, through equipment and so forth from the Soviet Union. So then the tie-in to prophecy here is that these guys are setting themselves up against Jerusalem uh, here in, in the, the greater, the more that they do that, mm-hmm. you're saying uh, the closer we're getting to Armageddon, basically. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Bible says that Jerusalem will become a, uh, a heavy burden, a stone to the nations, and all <sighs> who cast it away will be cut into pieces. You're listening to the Frederick Faith Debate on Frederick's News Radio, 930 WFMD. Uh, the guests this week are Bill Wilson, who uh, is author of War Shod, a book about the end times, also authors a uh, daily jot called Daily Jot. You can find it on the internet at dailyjot.com. Also, uh, again, back this week is Jonathan Schweitzer, pastor of Crossroads Valley Chapel here in Frederick. And we're talking about uh, end times prophecies and, and what to make of it and how much we should be reading into the news events uh, and be paying attention to that sort of thing. Uh, with the idea of the, the alliances that are being formed and all these things that are playing themselves out, it sounds like there's still some unfinished work. Is it, does that lead us to believe that you know, Jesus isn't going to come in the next five minutes? Some things still have to happen? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, what do you think about that, Troy? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said before, I think he could come in the next five minutes. He could have come 100 years ago. He could have come... Uh, hey, let me say something real quick about that. Ago. If... If they knew back then what we know now, clearly they wouldn't have thought that there was the chance that he could come right away. And say he tarries for another thousand years, there will be a significant number of events that happen between now and then that will more fulfill prophecy as we've seen it than ever before that would would cause us at that point to say, oh, well, he couldn't have come back then because all those things hadn't been fulfilled. Nevertheless, the point is, is we only see through a glass darkly mm-hmm. and and. In fact, that's the purpose of the prophecy, is to put a little fiber into our backbone as believers to say, man, don't give up. This stuff has got to happen. Stay strong. Watch, you know, and, and, and don't be discouraged. Well, I would say that quite clearly not everything that needs to happen before Christ comes back has happened. Otherwise, God would have, you know, Jesus would have come back already. So obviously things took. Last time you spoke but, with him, he... But based on, you know, but based on, uh, uh, based on what we are told to look for the, the bare minimum of what has to happen, yeah. I guess is what, what I'm saying. The bare minimum that has to happen before the second coming yeah. has already happened, from my view. Okay. But again, okay, I, I don't want to turn this sure, into Sure, sure. Yeah, let's go and back to The reason to, we got yep. there is because of you, John. I did, I know. <laughs> uh, now, I take call that, credit for that. I, you know, we've, uh, <laughs> we've done now one and a half shows on the end times, and we haven't talked about the thing that everybody wants to talk about. There it is, yeah. So here we go. Bill, <laughs> who is the Antichrist? 
And what is the mark of the beast? <laughs> I don't know who the Antichrist is. Uh, the Antichrist, uh, the Bible uh, doesn't clearly state who he is going to be. Um, the mark of the beast, though, will be, in my opinion, a, uh, <laughs> a mark that you will know that you are taking to either buy or sell or to be able to conduct your life in this world or not. And you will know that when you take it or when you don't take it, that you are either saying, I will follow you, Antichrist, or I will follow Jesus. I don't think it's something that they can slip in your tea, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and you not know about. There's going to be a decision that you have to make. Are you with Jesus or are you with the Antichrist? And, and at that point, the mark will be there. But you know something? The technology has never really been available until now to administer a, such a mark to masses of people in the billions. And now we have technology that we can readily do that with smart chips and, and uh, uh, other things that uh, would be enabling you to have a cashless society and buy and sell. So uh, that's another, uh, I guess, prophecy that has uh, been fulfilled. Interesting. Well, now, uh, you wouldn't give me a name. Darn it, I really wanted a name. <laughs> but uh, what are some of the things that uh, people should be looking for in someone that would fit the Antichrist profile? Hmm. Well, we know that the Antichrist is going to come in and negotiate peace. And, uh, and world peace will uh, be agreed to for a seven-year period, which, which marks the beginning of the tribulation. And at the three-and-a-half-year mark, he's going to, uh, to break that treaty. And so this has got to be a person who has charisma, who is old enough to have credibility, young enough to be daring and bold and see this through. Uh, hmm. He may Sounds need like to, you, Troy. Yeah, <laughs> he may need to have some. You may be past that age, actually. By the by now. <laughs> <laughs> many more years than I care to admit. <laughs> he may have some uh, some ideas, uh, or I mean, some some uh, underpinnings of what Christ would have had. Hmm. Maybe uh, a Jewish heritage of some sort. I don't know. Uh, you know, these are little things that people talk about. But I think the attributes are that he's got to be well-connected. He's got to be able to broker peace. He has to have the credibility and a force and a political wherewithal to be able to do that. We've got about two minutes left in the mm-hmm. show. Enough mm-hmm. time for me to ask like one last question that I kind yeah. of wanted to get to. Unfortunately, you won't have as much time to flesh it out your answers as you yeah. might like. But sure. um, in your view, what is the purpose for all the tribulation that the Bible says that we're to experience? Why all the disease and war and pestilence and earthquakes and horrors? What's the purpose? Uh, I'm going to go first, and I'll try to go quick. The clear purpose of all of those things is simply that Satan would be exposed as trying to destroy the purposes of God. God's intention is not that we would be sinful and not that we would have all that suffering, but rather that we'd be glorified and that we would walk with him for eternity. Satan, on the other hand, is the reason why those things have happened. And the tribulation is simply uh, what must happen until 
God, Christ returns and makes everything right. Satan as a fallen angel has power and authority over this world. We are here to be soldiers and occupiers as Christians, that the uh, uh, tribulation is part of the redemption and salvation plan of God. So I agree pretty much with what you say, John. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, we have uh, time for 30 seconds, a final shot. You can take it at me. Or you can take it at a more worthy opponent. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> That depends if you're really Satan or not. <laughs> so, John, your final thoughts, 30 seconds. My final thought is simply this, that if Scripture is true, I believe it is, and Christ is coming again, um, and there's going to be the tribulation and the difficulty that Scripture tells us that we're going to have, then for us to pay close attention to what Scripture says about these things is extremely valuable and will end up with us being encouraged as a result. Bill? And if you want to learn more about that, go to my website at www.dailyjot.com and look at Warshot, <laughs> but also know that you you can live victoriously, Amen. Amen. victoriously in this Absolutely. and that you have uh, uh, an opportunity to know Jesus and have eternal life. Thank you, Bill. Now, I'll show you right there the difference between somebody who's media savvy and someone who's not. You give a pastor <laughs> from a local congregation a chance to get, have 30 seconds to say whatever he wants, and he gives you something interesting to listen to. And then you go to somebody who spent 27 years in media-related things, and he gives you a 30-second commercial for his book and his website. <laughs> CrossroadsValleyChapel.org <laughs> If nothing else, you've learned that this morning. Uh, thank you, Bill Wilson, for uh, being on the show. Thank uh, you. Jonathan Schweitzer, thank, thank you for you. being on the thank show you. again. And thank you for listening to the Frederick Faith Debate on Frederick's News Radio 930 WFMD. Brought to you by All Shred, mobile document destruction. They sell security. Shredding today for growth tomorrow. 1-877-2-SHRED. 1-877-2-SHRED. If you're a local faith community leader or no one who would like to participate in a future roundtable, please contact me, Troy Skinner, at the offices of WFMD. Also, if you have a topic you'd like to hear discussed, please share that as well. My email address is troyskinner at clearchannel.com. That's Troy Skinner, all one word, at clearchannel, all one word, dot com. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.